Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. Hi there. We're happy to welcome you to Second Half Now for today's broadcast. This is, in fact, a radio show for boomers and beyonders, and you know who you are. This is where we discuss the things that matter to us in this 50-plus generation. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our lovely and talented, I couldn't resist the temptation to say that again, Dr. Denise Hogan. Denise, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. It's just great that you can say that on the radio because no one can tell whether you're right or not. <laughs> Except for those that know you. They know I'm right, right? Okay. Well, thank you. And you know, Denise, we have got a great show for today and a great guest. It's going to be a lot of fun and very, very helpful and insightful. I'm eager to get to it. Uh, but uh, I want to ask you, what's the good word for today? Well, when the good word is success, uh-huh. that just opens it up to be an exciting show. But I want people to think about that word success in light of some other words that spring from it, like succession and successive and things like that. But success is often viewed as the favorable or prosperous termination of attempts or endeavors. The accomplishment of goals. Okay. And our guest yeah. today is really going to be helping us look at what it means to be a success when we're looking through the lens of business and being a individual, small business kind of owner. So there we go. I want people to be thinking about that as well. Yeah, we and I like that. That's a great uh, word for the day. As we're thinking about people in midlife or in mid-career, they're looking down the, uh, the, down the calendar and they're saying, gosh, you know, I'm 50 or I'm 55 or I'm 60, I'm 65. Success might mean something a whole lot different to us at this age than it might have when we were 25. But the truth is that our boomers and beyonders will be making some important decisions about their work what they choose to do, and uh, how they get paid. And so either by choice or necessity, we're going to need to replace or supplement our income. And many of our listeners are in that in that place. They want to be able to make choices. That's what we're going to talk about exactly. today. And so uh, it's, for some, it's time to consider some options. And um, I'm going to say that in our show today, we're going to talk about some options that many of our folks uh, might not have even thought they had. And so that's going to be... Interesting to uncover that. So the question is, what would you, uh, what if, I'll just put it this way, what if you could do what you love and what you're good at and get paid well to do it? And I guess that might sound like a dream, but um, it's not as far out of reach as as we might think. And that's what our guest is going to introduce to us today. We're going to talk about that today, and I think our listeners are going to want to listen very carefully. So tune the volume up or uh, sit a little closer and make sure that you're listening. Because the title for today's show is this, Solopreneurship, Doing What You Love and Getting Paid Well to Do It. Our guest in studio, we're going to introduce her in just a moment, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So I just want to remind our listeners that we deal with five core topics, and we rotate them around with the content of our shows and uh, and the guests that we have in the studio. And our five core topics, number one, home and family. Number two, health and wellness. Number three, budget and finances. Number four, heart and soul. And number five, work and purpose. So obviously, by the things we've said already, we're going to be talking about work and purpose today. And again, the title of today's show, Solopreneurship, Doing What You Love and Getting Paid Well to Do It. Our guest in studio today, I'm really happy to introduce Jackie B. Peterson. And uh, she has, is it a book, Jackie? I know you've got a lot of things under this banner, but anyway, welcome to Second Half Now. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. And and is it Better, Smarter, Richer? The book is Better, Smarter, Richer. And yes. I like that. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the banner that you have. And, and I think our folks would like to know how they can be better and smarter and richer. And that's what we're going to explain today. So thank you for coming in and welcome to Second Half Now. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Well, and Better, Smarter, Richer, that's what... Um, those of us in this boomer generation better be paying attention to because from what we're hearing, those are not the financial realities that we are naturally walking into. 
if we're going to be better, smarter, and richer, even than the generation in front of us, it sounds like we have a lot to be looking at. Will you pick it up from there, Jackie, well, and share it, some of those You know, what, I'm, what I was thinking is, um, uh, tying back to your word of the day, success, I think that one of the huge successes that boomers and beyond have is that they can make choices. We have many, many, many choices that we can make, which maybe wasn't true in the past, but it is true today. And it's particularly true, <clears throat> you know, about what we do financially. And it's a very exciting time. Um, solopreneurship, let me come back to that, means that you are self-employed. You are in business for yourself. And the wonderful thing with Boomers and Beyond and the concept of self-employment is that we know things. We know stuff. Right. We've spent, you know, 40 years, life experience, work experience, learning stuff. We have skills. And not only do we have the skills and we know things, but, you know, we have a fabulous work ethic. We have judgment. We have maturity. We know how to carry a task through to completion. We know how to talk to people. We know how to get our point across. I mean, we've got tremendous assets. So a lot of times people feel like they're being shoved out of the workforce or forced to retire or they have to hang on to something they don't love to do. And I say, you know... Let's look at your life and look at what you really know how to do, figure out what that is, and then turn around and put a price on it and sell it to the marketplace. I want to say right here that the things that you listed, uh, those are maybe revelations. Maybe people didn't think that um, you know, I know stuff, I can do stuff, I can carry tasks out to completion. But th what that does is that increases our value. Yes. Right. Oh, yes. And that's what you're getting at. And and I really like that you emphasize, I think, as, as we get close to what we might have thought of retirement, uh, we think that our choices are narrowing. We have mm -hmm. fewer choices. And you're telling us, Jackie, that there are many, many choices. That's what we're going to be eager to hear about. Well, you know, what's so exciting about being Boomer and Beyond today is that we are living what, for the first time in history, we are living in what is being called the longevity bonus. It is anticipated that we all have an additional 30 years of life over what generations in front of us mm, used to have. Wow. A tremendous amount of this has to do with clean water, um, federal regulations around food, um, early childhood uh, treatment of disease, better medicines, all of this, but it has all come together now so that it used to be that when you were 65 as an age of retirement which by the way was chosen by a um, man in Germany in the 1890s who was naming the oldest person he could think of and he decided that was somebody that was 65 <laughs> isn't and that amazing so wow. it kind of went into the the vernacular, you know, and we decided that was old age. And even when, say, Social Security came into being, you know, the idea was you would retire at 65 and you probably weren't going to live till even 70. Life expectancy has changed. And so people are now reaching the age of 65. By the way, 10,000 boomers a day are turning 65. That's yep. a day. Mm. It's going to continue for another 12 to 13 years. Isn't that amazing? Huge group. And they're getting to 65 and they're saying, Huh, I don't feel old. Exactly, right. I feel hey, great. Right. I'm, I feel pretty energetic, actually. I, I'm kind of curious about the world, and I'm looking ahead and thinking, man, I've got a lot of choices. You know, I've, I've got my house paid for, maybe, or my kids are grown, and I'm still healthy. Right. I'm not going to go sit in the rocking chair in the corner and watch a daytime TV. I'm in pretty good shape. And, I mean, it's been a surprise mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Exactly. And, you know, and it seems like it had, that we, we have absolutely absorbed that 65 number into a cultural consciousness where mm, we all right. really have, believe that that number says something about who we are yes. instead of who we are. Yes. They, we do believe that. We've, we've integrated it that way. That's why there are so many people that are in a state of surprise. Not only, you know, the people turning 65 who are going, okay, does the curtain drop now, <laughs> yeah. you know? 
Yeah, but also their employers That's or right. their families, um, their community, and mm-hmm. um, you know there gets to be this big deal uh, that we've associated aging and disability services, and a lot of us are saying aging is not a disability. <laughs> you know, exactly. Right. Aging mm-hmm. is a gift, mm-hmm. and um, aging is a natural process. And we are so lucky because we are at the, the point where all of these factors have come together. And the uh, statistics are now that if you reach 65, it's highly likely you're going to reach 90, 95, 100. That's fantastic. That's good. I blew past 65, didn't even slow down. So here we are. So let's get into this uh, subject. I know the realities for us as boomers, and I'm hearing all kinds of information and news and updates and everything else. And the reality is that most of us will work well past that magic 65, uh, either by choice or by necessity. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have had a pension from the uh, steel company where you worked for, but that was dad, right? That's that's not us. That was dad or grandpa, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, we have a report from the Wall Street Journal that says uh, 65% of us boomers will retire at or below the poverty level. And uh, by the way, the poverty level today isn't all that horrible. You know, it's not right. like you're, uh, you know, homeless. Uh, but some people want to be able to make choices. And, and even well before retirement, many of us uh, will uh, need to supplement or replace our income. And maybe, you know, you wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror at age 55 and you say, you know what, I don't want to keep going to this job for another 10 years. There we go, that magic 65. So what can I do? In fact, this current job isn't quite keeping up with my expenses. So either by choice or by necessity, we're going to, uh, we're going to make some choices and to do something about our income. And so and we're going to talk about the Encore Entrepreneurs. So let's get into that. Well, I think that this is a great intro, Dan, because as I'm, we're joyous about those statistics of health at the same time, right? What does the workplace have to offer to those of us who have accumulated that wealth of experience, knowledge, skills? It's it's frustrating to consider another decade or more of doing that and not finding an outlet for all of that. Absolutely. To be stuck in something that you, you don't like. I think a lot of people look forward to 65 saying, okay, finally, I can get out of this that I don't like. Right. You know? So we're kind of turning the tables on we're all We're turning of that. the tables. And, you know, there's a lot of joy in this extra 30 years of life. But there's also a challenge. People who did save money for retirement thought maybe they weren't going to live long beyond 65 also. Because this is even though the demographic people told us a long time ago that this was happening, we didn't believe it, you know, until it really started to occur. And until we got there and said, hmm, I don't feel old, you know, mm-hmm. and began talking, do you feel old? No, I don't feel old, you know. Right. But there's a challenge to it, which is, do we have the money, you know, to pay for ourselves? Right. And that's the huge worry of not only individuals, you know, where we're talking about, um, 65% of people are going to be at or below the poverty level, but also of our communities, our states, our cities, um, all of our communities who are saying, well, you know, we're not going to let people fall through the, the uh, safety net, but we can't afford to take care of this huge population if they are not contributing to their own financial well-being. You know, that's a fact. Um, we just, you know, we just don't have the money to do that. So um, there's a, you know, kind of an imperative that the boomers and beyond find ways to supplement or secure their financial well-being in their retirement. And that's where I think solopreneurship comes into being or solopreneurship applied to people over 50, which gets called encore entrepreneurship. Mm. It sure does. It sounds like all of these factors, both those excellent ones as well as the flip side of the coin now the fact that we're going to need more money in in -hmm. our later years really does point to this time of all right how do we address this challenge i'm going to have to sustain Mm -hmm. my financial Mm -hmm. well-being for a much longer period of time Mm -hmm. but i've don't want to be doing the same job. And you're coming in and talking to us about this idea of taking all those talents and skills and starting something 
that is being called a solopreneurship. Will you take sure. that word and help us understand oh, what it I means? I will. I will. Um, you know, um, the people look at and say, what are the alternatives? You know, what are my alternatives? And of course, the ones that we did traditionally were move in with the kids, right? Um, you know, and they're going, oh, no. But other things are available to us today that didn't used to be. So um, people are looking at, is there an opportunity for me to start a business? Can I do that? And how would I, how would I go about it? And what kind of a business would it be? And actually, there's lots of alternatives in that. Um, you know, there's franchises, there's creating a partnership, there's buying into a business that already exists, et cetera, et cetera. But I think, and the one that I, you know, really am a proponent for is solopreneurship, which is to find your passion, tie it to your talent, tie it to something that has a flow of revenue, and create a bit of self-employment. Let's dig into that solopreneurship a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We we have some questions for you, Jackie, mm -hmm. as you know, because we've had our conversations ahead of time, and we're going to be right back with Jackie B. Peterson right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step -step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Interest rates are still down, and that means the time to buy is right now. Let 24-7 Properties help you find the right house for your current needs. Jeff and his team, they take the time to get to know you and your unique situation to find the home that's just right for you. Search for available homes online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's talk about the type of property you are interested in purchasing. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. 780-3030. Back. We want to give a big thank you to our sponsors, the three of them that you just heard, and we're going to add to that list with Dan the Mortgage Man, uh, who is with First Priority Financial. We have Dream Trips, Portland City Acupuncture, Next Phase Coaching, Dave Rutan with Waddell and Reed Financial Advisors, and a new uh, partner with us is Beaverton Family Chiropractic, Dr. Dan Miller, uh, who is uh, part of a uh, global what do I want to say, network uh, called Maximized Living. And uh, so we're going to get right back into our discussion with Jackie. Uh, Jackie, we're talking about solopreneurship, and you've said some amazing uh, numbers uh, right here during the break, and uh, let's share uh, those with our audience. Well, you know, Dan, I think that what I see is that the, the world, the shape of the workforce is changing and um, it has been changing since the downturn of 08 and 09. And people are moving towards self-employment and solopreneurship 
in droves. Um, you know, we talk about jobs, and that's not becoming the real measure of the healthy economy. Uh, what's becoming the measure of a healthy economy is people starting their own businesses. And in solopreneurship, there are now 30 million solopreneurs. And um, this is a report that's recently done uh, by a group called MBO Partners. And um, they tell us that of those 30 million solos at the moment, that there are 40% of them are uh, people who are baby boomers or older. So 40% percent of 30 million. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that they won't all be successful because they don't know the, the steps. They don't know the kind it's of the hidden potholes and everything. And that's why you're here. It's one of my worries because yeah. what I have learned is that solo businesses are not tiny little traditional businesses. Solo businesses are a different type of business. And that's what I keep trying to work with people about and show them the differences between so that they can get on the right track with their solopreneurship. When people understand this, they can understand that they can find their spot in a solo business and that it really starts with understanding who you are from your own past experiences, your periods of work, your career, the decisions that you've made, you know, your lifetime work, and look at it and find the thread of continuity in that and say, what is it in that about which I have passion, I have talent, and there is a flow of money. I call that just absolutely critical of forming your business in that sweet spot. And I always draw for people a, a Venn diagram, which is three intersecting circles. And I say, you want to create your business in this sweet spot where those three circles intersect and help people find that spot. If um, people form a business, I've talked to lots of um, creatives and artists, and if they form a business where their passion and their talent intersect, but they haven't taken care of a flow of money, the business probably isn't going to do very well. And if they're more cerebral and form a business where there's a flow of money and they have talent, but they're not passionate about it, that business has a really hard time making it through difficult and rocky times. So I want them to do all three. And, you know, it seems that that brings us right back around to the word we started this program off with, and that is success. At the end of our years out in the workplace, out in this career or that career, when we bring it all together, when we take a look at all of those skills, that that Venn diagram you're talking about, right. what is really a success for us is now to take all of that and to live in that sweet spot that you're talking about. Oh, absolutely. And it is, it's just so important to tie all those things together and relate them back to, you know, what I think uh, each of us, well, comes with a purpose. And to tie that to our purpose, that's how you know what you're, you know, the passion is how you know what you're supposed to be doing. That's your purpose. So if you can tie your business into that and build it with your talents, which you've probably been developing your entire life, and then a flow of money, you're just right there. So, and Dan, you know, I think we need to stay tuned for the second half absolutely. of the show. I was just going to say that very thing. Jackie has so much for us to hear. And uh, we want to remind our listeners that uh, you can go to secondhalfnow.com and hear the entire uh, part one and part two. So uh, don't, don't leave us, uh, you know, halfway through. So we're going to wind down this side and we're going to close this section. We've got several other good shows. We've got a former TV sports reporter that's going to talk about the unique spiritual challenges and opportunities for men. We're going to uh, have the new chaplain of the Beaverton YMCA come and uh, introduce himself to Portland. And uh, all of this and a lots more. I can't even mention them all. So we want to encourage our listeners and remind you all that uh, we are here every Monday evening, 5.30 to 6 p.m. right here on the radio station that you're hearing. And if you're hearing this one uh, on the podcast, then it's KKPZ 1330 a.m. on the dial. And then, of course, then you want to go to... Uh, secondhalfnow.com. We're available 24-7, around the clock, day and night, right there. Any device that you have, uh, we'll be talking to you. It's uh, good guests like this, uh, Jackie B. Peterson with 
Better, smarter, richer? Did I say no? Smarter? No, you did it right. Better, <laughs> smarter, smarter, richer. Richer, okay. And we're, we were talking about the richer part, so we're going to get to that. How do you create uh, a revenue, create income, by doing the very thing that you love to do and what you're good at? So the title for today's show is Solopreneurship, Doing What You Love and Getting Paid to Do It Well. So we want to thank you for listening today. This is Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Yeah, that's us, the 50-plus crowd. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. I'm Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. Let's continue our conversation with Jackie B. Peterson on solopreneurship on part two on our website, secondhalfnow.com. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. We're continuing our conversation here on Second Half Now. We have in studio with us Jackie B. Peterson. We're talking about a term that may not be very familiar to you. The term is solopreneurship, and I'm sure you can figure that out. Uh, we all know about entrepreneurs. Uh, this is solopreneurs. In fact, uh, there's something about that, that you um, go into a business where we're hearing about uh, what you might choose to do, but uh, you never plan to expand your employ. You never hire people. You outsource everything, and uh, you can become very successful and very gratified in doing that. The uh, title of this show is Solopreneurship, Doing What You Love and Getting Paid Well to Do It. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, and this portion is on the podcast only. It's not available on the radio. You can't hear it uh, on air, uh, but it is available right here along with all of our other shows right here on the podcast. This is Part two of this show uh, about solopreneurship, and we're glad to welcome again, uh, welcome to the studio, Jackie B. Peterson. Happy to have you here at Second Half Now. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. So much has caught our attention already, and uh, so we're going to get right back into it. We sure are, and I'm I'm um, always always have fun with the show when we're talking about people's passions and talents. But today is especially fun because of this idea of tying it to revenue. And then being your own solo player in the, the world of business. But, you know, earlier um, on the on-air portion of our show, we were talking a little bit about being a solopreneur, and that's different than being a small business owner. But either way, I think there's plenty of folks in our audience who are not feeling excitement about this idea as much as they think, I don't know about that. There's dread. There's like, that seems like an obstacle hill too big to climb. So I'm hoping on this side of our podcast, we can really get into what does it really mean to be a solopreneur and how can a person decide whether it is a good choice for them? Thanks for that uh, question. I think um, probably the first decision somebody has to make is, if uh, the way they want to spend their boomer years is um, earning more money. You know, there's lots of alternatives, which include volunteering and being active in the community and not doing things to earn money. Um, I'm interested in the person that says, you know, I'd like to take charge of my own future, and I would like to supplement or support my retirement myself, and I'm going to explore a lot of alternatives and when they explore alternatives, I want them to look at solopreneurship or self-employment. And people uh, tend to think that owning a business means that you've got to hire a lot of people, you've got to manage a lot of people. <clears throat> and the truth is that when you start a business with the idea of hiring people, 
what happens is your personal work as the founder of the business <clears throat> moves from hands-on doing what you love and the reason that you've started the business to managing employees. And hoping they'll do it the way you and, do it. And, and all, everything is involved in creating the systems and documenting the systems so that they will do it the way that you mm-hmm. want it done. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you move away from um, getting to do the work that you actually loved, whether it be uh, some kind of art or some kind of sales or some kind of presentations or whatever it turns out to be, some kind of training or teaching. The minute that you bring an employee base on, you're going to spend your time managing those employees you are not going to get to deliver the service or the product for which you started the business. Boy, and unless you like that, I can already feel the lifeblood <clears throat> draining out. Yeah. That is exactly what happens, Denise. That is exactly what happens. And when I talk to people and say, you know, we can create a business for you that you can grow without hiring employees, there's a look of just total relief that crosses their face. It had never occurred to them that they could do that and create a business that way. So we go back to the very beginning and find a sweet spot, and then we begin to put it together in a way that the person themselves can deliver the product or the service that the business is all about. In fact, I want them to spend the majority of their time doing that. And they say, well, then, does that mean I have to follow that old adage, gee, it's wonderful if you're self-employed, you can only work half-time, pick 20 to any 12 hours a day that you want? Right. You know, and I go, no, 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 no. What that means is that when you need things done in your business, most of the time it's admin sort of things. For instance, your social media your website, maybe your photography, maybe some of your marketing uh, communication, maybe your bookkeeping, you know, maybe your tax return, maybe all those sort of admin things that need to be done. What you do is you outsource them. Remember, there's 30 million solos. So not too far away from you is somebody who loves doing social media. You may not like it, but they love it. And the core of their business is doing social media for other businesses. Why don't you hire them for a few hours a month, outsource to them? This is a business-to-business contractual relationship. Your business hires their business, and now they're doing your social media. And you can go on doing what it is that you love to do. And maybe there's somebody who would love to be your webmaster, I've got one. And your webmaster then keeps all your pages updated, keeps your blogs posted, keeps your pages regular. I don't do that, but my webmaster does that. We have a business-to-business contract, and that business works for my business and keeps my business up and running. So I have a pretty good group of people that I'm working with, and none of them are employees. Right. They are all outsourced other businesses. Now, that sounds great. That sounds, that sounds like a fantastic team to have created. Speak to our beginning solopreneur who might be worried, yeah, but those all cost money, and I don't have that capital. Right. That's one of the big worries that people do have. And so when you are, most solo businesses are service-based businesses, and they really do not take that much capital to get started because they're service-based. So what I want people to do is get very clear about whatever service it is that they're going to offer. And before they do the website and before they start marketing with social media, go find a client. You probably know somebody that would like to buy your services. So I'll tell you one of my favorite stories is a lady who spent years doing credit and collections for mostly large law firms. And they never really appreciated what she did. They said, oh, you increased our cash flow $200,000 a year. Good job. But they didn't really reward her with any extra money or promotion. So when she retired, she said, I'm collecting my Social Security and I can live on it. But, you know, I really don't want to live at that level. So we've put together a consultancy for her where she is consulting with small to medium businesses, all of whom have cash and credit problems. And she has a package of services for about 10 hours where she will go in and analyze your situation. She will uh, 
teach your people how to collect from past due accounts. She will put in some cash and credit policies, and she will do collection of anybody that's really, you know, out there with a past due account receivable, because she says one of my specialties is collecting money and maintaining a good relationship with your client, and I still have collected the money. So, and then she teaches people how to do Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So this is a package of about 10 hours of services that she offers as a package for $1,500. So to get started, she was drawing upon her own experience, putting the package together in her mind, clarifying exactly what she would do, and buying some business cards. That was her outlay. Right. Once she has her first client, then she's earning some money, and she can take some of that money and go back in and invest in her website. And if that starts to work, then she can say, now maybe it's time for me to hire somebody to do some marketing for me on my social media because now I have two or three clients. Right. Do you see how that works? I you do. just start slowly mm-hmm. and you start with your first client and they're helping you fund and finance your business. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, an important point here, and that is most people, if they <clears throat> find something that they really want to do, that they're good at, that they've accumulated mm-hmm. some experience, even if it's a creative, a mm-hmm. jeweler or a musician or whatever it might be, most of those people, I'm guessing, don't really want to run a business. They no. want to do what they're good do at. Do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, that's why the outsourcing is such a critical key to this. And then uh, I'm sure that some people are thinking, well, outsourcing, that means I have to pay them. Well, yeah, but if you're doing what you love and if there's a proper revenue mm-hmm. from that, then you can afford to uh, to get that professional expertise expertise by outsourcing. And so it all feeds together. So you're not running a business. You are doing what you love to do and getting paid well to do it. And then you are your team is, is your outsourced team. There's another key that you have uh, uh, touched on there, Dan. And the key is, how do I get paid that well that I can afford to pay these people? Exactly. That's where we talk about focus and create a deep and narrow niche. For this to work, you can't just be a massage therapist. You have to be a massage therapist who has a specialty, say, working with pregnant women or working with sports injuries. You can't just be an interior Mm. decorator. You need to be an interior decorator who has a specialty in mid-century modern homes or remodels, or I do tenant, I help the companies that are doing tenant improvements for people. So there needs to be a specialty. The lady I was talking about didn't just say, I'm going to be a consultant. She said, I'm going to be a cash and credit consultant. So a person needs to create what I call a deep and narrow niche. They're known for one thing, and they do it extremely well, and they know all the things that are going on in that business. We as consumers do not mind paying somebody who is really good at what they do and is really known as the expert in their field. So if I'm a copywriter, I want to write copy for maybe a certain type of website. Or if I write um, newsletters, maybe I only do newsletters for a certain type of business. If I'm going to uh, do a food product, I narrow it down to maybe I'm selling uh, spice packages that have to do with uh, improving your health. See, a niche Mm -hmm. comes right behind the choice of what you're doing. So somebody says, okay, I've gotten to the point where I know what I'm going to do. And now I'm, you know, I hear that. And then I say, okay, now how are we going to create a specialty out of that, that really takes your talents down into a, a deeper area so that you can build your knowledge and expertise. That's what gets you paid well. And there's sort of a, a like two-sided coin, because when you specialize, when mm-hmm. you narrow it down to one particular thing that you do well, uh, you, in so doing, you eliminate part of the market. But then you attract those who really do want what you have. Is that, what, is that the well, message yes, you're saying? Well, yes, but they, the eliminating part of the market is the traditional business thinking that says you have to scale your business to be successful, which means you've got to go get many more clients. You've got to hire employees to satisfy their needs and to work with them. You've got to diversify what you're offering, and you're on your way to growth and managing employees. Instead, 
when you scale um, in a different way, you scale by creating a deep and narrow niche, and you can serve more and more of those people <clears throat> because you outsource your admin, and you continue to charge a high price doing what you love. Not just a photographer, but a photographer of food products, or a photographer of buildings, or a photographer of children, or a photographer of weddings, or a photographer of events. You don't become a general photographer. Right. You know, and it even seems that by doing that, not only do you um, invite more clients to deal with that you really don't want to deal with, Right. You water down the service that you really are are best at providing. And so what I'm hearing in that is though if somebody's coming for to you for a service that doesn't fit within your your area of expertise, that's not the one you should be providing service to. You want to connect them up with somebody who has the same love, passion, experience, and skill set that's going to serve them well. And in actuality, that's going to drive people to you because you recognized what they needed and actually found somebody else for them. That speaks a lot to people, I think. I think it's perfect. You said it so well, and that is exactly right. So as we said, instead of uh, thinking I'm cutting out customers because that does make people fearful, what you're doing is instead you're going after exactly the customers who are looking for exactly what you do. And there are plenty of them. Mm -hmm. You know, we're running up to 9 billion people on the planet. I can't believe that you can't find the, you know, 100 a year or 10 a year or 20 a year out of all the people on the planet who are looking for exactly what you do. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just happens. You know, people want what you do. They don't want a generalist. The more mm -hmm. you move into being a generalist, I like to tell people that if you're a generalist, you will be shopped on price. If you mm. are a generalist, that means people can't mm. tell the That's difference between you yeah. and someone else. I mean, think of, you know, commodities. I always tell people, think of pork bellies and wheat futures. You know, they get shopped on the marketplace. And, you know, what is the lowest price? Because it doesn't matter whether I get this one or this one. But in your case, it matters a lot. Do I get you because you know what you're doing and you can solve my specific right. problem. And because you can, I will pay you more money. That's I, fantastic. That is just a great paradigm shift for people to really, to really ask them to stop and think about their old view of going into business, so to speak, yes. and shift their thinking a bit. <clears throat> yes. That's actually, Denise, why my uh, book is a fill-in-the-blanks workbook, because I want people to think differently, mm -hmm. and I offer study groups around the book, because when I first published it, it's full of fill-in-the-blanks, you know? When I first published it, people would say, oh, Jackie, I love your book, and I'd say, have you done the work? And they'd say, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're all trying not to just hear what is being said, but engage in what is being said and integrate it into ourselves and change our thinking and therefore change our action and therefore changing the way that we are living our lives. And so this is why the book is full of asking questions that people answer. I want to make uh, a couple of points before we uh, break, and that is, number one, to go back to what I said about uh, by virtue of the fact of you specializing, you do limit the market, but that's the whole point. That I is didn't the point. Mean, I didn't mean that as mm -hmm. a bad thing or a mm -hmm. negative thing, but that is part of the strategy. You find out what it is that you do well, mm -hmm. and you are the best at that. You're the specialist. You charge more, and you know, it works out for everybody. So we're all on board with that. The other thing is, uh, I forget what it was. Maybe I'll remember it by the time we get back from the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. 
even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people planned for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, And welcome back. We are talking with Jackie B. Peterson on solopreneurship, and the title of our show today is Doing What You Love and Getting Paid Well to Do It. Isn't that a fantastic idea? Before we continue with Jackie, though, let's give a shout-out to our sponsors, who we appreciate them so much keeping this show on the air. Northwest Web Creation Company, Legal Shield, and ID Shield. And one of our new sponsors, thank you, to Eastside Printing. And then, of course, Warner Pacific College and Multnomah University, KKPZ, this radio station, Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest, and then serving our neighbors. And I got to say that we got to have a different way of presenting this list because it's getting too big. Isn't uh, that a great problem? That to is have. a good problem to have. Like when your church parking lot is too full, that's a good problem to have. It's something to deal with, but it is the kind of problem we like to have. So we're we're just very thankful for these sponsors. And um, I have one on my list that I neglected to put on Denise's list, and that is uh, another one of our new sponsors is Media Marketing with uh, Randy Sanford. So go to our website. You can click on icons or um, logos and find out more about each of these businesses. We're just very happy to have them all uh, as part of the team. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, Jackie, let's pick up with where we left off before the break. And what we were talking about was... um, just about figuring out whether solopreneurship is is right for you. And some of us can get all excited about this, but there's some people out there that may be shaking their head. How about the idea? What do I have to give? What could I do? It might sound good, but where can I, what do I have to offer? You know, that actually happens a lot. And I find that it happens mostly with people that have worked in corporate America for 35 years, you know, that they just can't imagine they know anything that anybody would buy. And, um, you know, which doesn't speak highly to that workforce, does it? It hurts, doesn't it? It does. But, you know, um, I send people through a process of thinking about uh, what they loved as a child, um, what do they do, whether they get paid or not. What do they do as a hobby? What do they volunteer for? Quite often they uh, haven't been able to uh, share their passion and their excitement and their work 
but they've done it some other place in their life. And quite often, that's a place for us to look for uh, something that would be marketable to other people. Another place to look is we have an exercise that I send people through where I say, okay, put down the path of your career. And these are jobs that you have, you know, one job went to another job, went to another job. What did you bring forward each time? I know in my own career, what I brought forward was uh, loving to work directly with people, teaching people, um, helping them be more successful. And even though the career path may not have looked like that's what I was learning, when I go back and look at it, I know that that's what I was bringing forward as a constant thread in my own career. So hindsight 2020, taking hindsight advantage 2020. of that. Yes. And the reason this discussion is important is because I think in the, in the first uh, parts of our conversation today, Jackie, a lot of people could uh, tune in right away and say, oh, okay, well, gosh, I know what I could do. Mm-hmm. And there are some other folks who are thinking, well, it's interesting, but I don't know if that applies to me. So this conversation is helping. So you, you've talked about the thread or transferable skills. Have you covered that in a way that that is enough for our folks? Maybe say a little bit more about that. Because some people are thinking that it sounds good, but what, what can I grab hold of? What do I know? What do I have to offer? Well, you know, again, you can look at it and say, what if your hobby has always been photography? Mm-hmm. Now, there's thousands of photographers, you know, in our community. But what if that's always been your hobby and you've said, you know, I I would love to make money doing that. So we could talk about, okay, well, what kind of photography do you like to do? You know, what are you interested in? And maybe somebody would say, well, you know, I really love to uh, deal with a, a camera rather than a digital camera, an old film camera. And because of the the type of pictures that I can get from it, and I like to do art prints, and I'm particularly interested in the forest and the trees, and you know the shadows that are thrown, and the and all of that, and and I'm I love that, and I think that I can show these things in a different way. Well, let's take a look at that and see if we can find a space in the marketplace for that. You know, see if there's anybody else doing uh, nature photography and what kind of nature photography that they're doing and and how do they um, present themselves. And let's see if we can find a space where what you envision is not being done by something somebody else. And maybe you'll expand it and say, well, I think that I could do this kind of nature photography and I could expand it a little bit beyond trees. Maybe I would do it of, of forests in the, on the West Coast because uh, they're in danger. And hmm. I could uh, work with uh, nonprofit organizations who would like us to uh, remember how our forests are and would like to have us uh, use these photographs and these posters to uh, maybe raise money or for, um, you know, fundraisers for things that they were doing. Hmm. I, you know, I, I mean, we can brainstorm with and, you. And in doing that, um, I'm even seeing, if, supposing we go further with that one, mm-hmm. in that brainstorm then we're thinking, oh, who are the local nonprofits as opposed to who are all the people out there that I might Mm -hmm. need to go and approach and see if they want my services. If I'm trying to think about all those people I might have to connect with, I'm overwhelmed already. But as soon as you said what nonprofits might be interested, I felt inside of me a piece that says, oh, that's a smaller subset of people to, to work with. Yes, and maybe people are thinking, okay, but what about me? And I, I think the questions that you've brought forth, Jackie, are things like, what am I good at? What do I like to do? And what do I care about? Mm-hmm. And so I think probably a, a contact with you, uh, could you offer a, a free telephone conversation or a consultation to, to help a person even find if there's something that they could get involved with that would do oh, that? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I'm very passionate about this. I, you know, I think that our generation has just got so much to give and so much to bring. And, you know, all we kind of have to do is take that first step. And um, what I know is that when you take your first step, things happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like you shift your weight. And 
I've learned that in life, sometimes you can't see where you're supposed to go next and you don't know what to do. And I, I stand up for people and I say, okay, consider yourself that you're in the middle of this white cube and you can't see any way out of it. So what I'm going to tell you to do is take your first step, just shift your weight. And what you will learn is that you have been standing on the trigger mechanism. Oh. Because the minute that you take the first step, doors fly open. Doors that you didn't see, doors wow. that actually That's weren't powerful. there until you took yeah. the first step. Mm. And once you take that first step, opportunities come forward that you never could have imagined. And I see this happen again and again and again. And, and how again. fun for you to be that first step. Yes, and better, it's huge fun. Better, smarter, richer. Not only the name of a book, but you put .com on it and get to Jackie's website. Right, you do. So, Jackie, uh, in the little bit that we have left time-wise here, could you give us, uh, now you've talked, there are seven steps to better, smarter, richer. Can right, you uh, give those to us? basic principles that Good. separate a solo business from a traditional business. First of all, focus. You can only do one thing. Once you have your focus, I want you to own it by creating a deep and narrow niche a specialty, mastery, ex, you know, uh, expertise, whatever you want to call it or feel comfortable calling it, some area of that focus that you are going to really dig into and be the world-class person in that particular area. That's so important for you to be able to be paid well. The next thing you have to do is to be able to articulate what I call your unique value proposition. The world gives you 4.2 seconds of attention span. Wow. Unless you intrigue people or interest them, we want you to be able to articulate who you are and what you do in those 4.2 seconds. That's a short elevator speech. Very short elevator speech. It's a fast elevator. has to be powerful. (laughs) So we work on that. The next thing we have to do is have a business mindset. This is a business. So we have to put it together, you know, with packages of services, and it has to have books, and it has to pay taxes, and, you know, it has to do all of those things. And within that, I want you to charge a good price. This is the biggest downfall that little businesses have is that they don't charge enough for what they are doing. And it will discourage you and send you out of business. And here's the truth, everyone. If you do not charge enough money, People do not think you are any good. Right. They Period. assume they get what they pay for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the rest has to do with marketing. I want you to have identify your target market. Remember, you are not Walmart. You are not uh, Coca-Cola. You are not McDonald's. You do not have to sell to everybody on the planet. Maybe you only need to sell to a small, small subset of your own community, but it should be enough we do it right to keep you in the funds that you want to keep you busy and to keep everybody happy including you and your customers and then my last thing is market all the time market every day because I find people are fearful of marketing and I know in my own life it's one of those things that it has to be a practice if I don't market it kind of you know moves away from my uh, presence of mind and I think oh I'll do it tomorrow well I'll do it tomorrow and it gets harder and harder to pick up the phone make an appointment go have coffee with somebody so I say do it every day excellent summary better smarter smarter Richer. For some reason, I'm having a hard time with it. Better, <laughs> smarter, richer. And if you haven't picked up on uh, some of that contact information, just go to our website, secondhalfnow.com, and uh, fill out a contact form and submit that, and we'll make sure that Jack- Jackie gets contacted. And once again, to review, Jackie, if somebody is thinking, gosh, I maybe I do have something, something I'm interested in, something I'm good at, something I care about, I'd like to know <clears throat> if uh, this maybe could become a business so that I, too, can be better, smarter, richer. <laughs> And uh, you're offering a a complimentary consultation. Just uh, get in touch with Jackie, and uh, she'll ask you some questions and uh, help you be thoughtful about what next steps you might take. Love to do that. Great. Thank you, Jackie, very much for coming in today. Solopreneurship. Uh, What is our title? Let's see. Solopreneurship, doing what you love and getting paid well to do it. Very happy to have you uh, in our studio today for a second half now. And we're going to uh, stay in touch. Maybe you can come back again. Would you do that? I would. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. So much good information. And there's lots more where that Mm -hmm. came from. 
That's our show for today, folks. Uh, we want to encourage you to tune in on the radio for the on-air portion, 5.30 to 6 p.m. every Monday. And then, of course, on the website here, any device that you have that's uh, Internet-connected, you can uh, hear this show and all of the others that we have on our uh, archive tab with at secondhalfnow.com. So uh, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. Say goodbye for now. Until next time. May God help give you a life that honors Him and blesses others. Let's meet again right here on the website or live next Monday, 5.30 p.m. on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330, The Truth, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.